Hi, welcome to the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. My name is Hayley and I am the founder of Lift and Glow Fitness. I help women lose fat, build strength and glow with confidence without having to cut out the food and the social life that they love. I am all about living your best life while reaching your goals. My mission is to help as many women as possible look and feel their best without having to sacrifice their enjoyment of life. I know what it feels like to ban yourself from food, take fat loss pills and do really restrictive dieting and I want to help women move away from that and help them feel good while looking good. I really hope that you enjoy this episode and if you have any questions at all or you'd like to know more about how to work with me, just send me a DM on Instagram. My handle is at PT. Enjoy. Hi everyone, happy Monday. So we're here for the Confidence Club check-in. So if you are not already a member of the Confidence Club and you're listening to this on the podcast and you want to be part of the Confidence Club, it is an online community of women um, pushing themselves to be the best version of themselves that they can be. Um, You can join now. The doors are open for the Confidence Club now. So if you do want to join, make sure you get in touch with me on Instagram. You can find me at PT, and I can share with you more about what we do at the Confidence Club. It's basically an amazing community of women and you're going to want to be part of it if you want to lose fat, improve your health and just become the best version of yourself that you can be, then you want to be part of the club. Um, so if you listen to this check-in and you enjoy it and you want to be involved in what we're doing here, then just send me a little message on Instagram. So girls, let's get cracking with this week's check-in. Absolutely loved as always, reading everybody's check-ins. Um, honestly, it is one of my favourite parts of the week is just getting an update from all of you. Obviously, I don't see any of you face-to-face, um, so these check-ins mean a lot to me because I know that what you're doing is paying off. I know that it's working. I know that you're engaging and enjoying the programme. So I absolutely love getting them. So thank you so much for all of you for being so consistent with these check-ins. Um, it really does like brighten me day when I can see all of these wins coming through. And obviously, if I know what you're struggling with, then I can help you in the best way possible. That is exactly what I am here for. My job is to support you. Um, And if you engage with the process and if you check in, then you can tell me what you're struggling with and then I can help you. So um, thank you very much. So we're going to go through some wins first. I've got some really good wins. Um, Quite a lot lot of check-ins came through this week. So I've just highlighted a few that are worth mentioning. Um, But that doesn't mean that any of your wins are not worth mentioning. All of your wins are amazing. Anything positive that's happened th- throughout the week has been amazing. And all of your wins, I've read them and I've took notes of them. I can see that they're coming through. Um, I'm just going to read out the ones that I have highlighted so far. So first one is Faye. So Faye got four workouts in. She did some meal prepping at the start of the week, which helped her massively in a busy week. And she also logged protein at the start of the day to make sure she hit it. So these is like, this is two big tips that I give people. Um, A lot of people struggle with their consistency with nutrition. So meal prepping is something that is really helpful for that or just planning ahead of what you're going to have. You don't have to cook everything all in one go. I'm not the type of person to eat out of Tupperware, but I am the type of person to have a nice plan of what I'm going to eat each day. So that's really, really helpful. And then the log and protein at the start of the day is a huge game changer if you struggle to hit your protein if you make it the first thing that you track every day you will not struggle anymore whenever I give this tip to people they're like wow 
this is easy um, and it makes hitting your protein so easy. So first thing in the morning, sit down with your food diary and just enter the protein items only for your breakfast, lunch and dinner. Don't add any of the carbs, don't add any of the fats, only protein items. And then just keep adding protein items to your day. Tweak your portions until you're getting within like 20, 30 grams of your target and then add in some snacks. Um, So yeah, well done. That's really, really helpful, Faye. Um, and something that massively changed the game for me because I was always someone who ran out of calories. I don't particularly, protein is not what I, like even yesterday I was eating this chicken rice and I was like, I don't even really like chicken. And Fran was like, are you for real moaning that you've got too much food, that you do, don't like chicken? Um, and it is like a proper first world problem. But I always go to the carbs. I always go to the to the fats and um, protein is like my least favorite part of the meal and it's weird um but so it was always an afterthought for me so I had to make sure that it was something that I put first and planning it at the start of the day like clicked for me and I was like everyone needs to know about this so I'm glad that you took that tip on board Faye and used it and it has helped you Christine had a little bit of a difficult um start of the week so her biggest win was not letting a five pound gain on Monday um, from a small slip up, get me down. So five pounds, just so that we are clear, if you have a small slip up on your diet, so say for example, you went over your calories by 2000 calories. I'm going to say that that's a slip up. Say if you went over by 2000 calories, when you step on the scales the next day, it might show that you've gained five pounds, three pounds, six pounds, but there is absolutely no fucking chance that you are gaining three pounds or five pounds in one day okay if you were to gain five pounds of fat that would mean that you'd need to overeat your maintenance calories so not your deficit calories your maintenance calories by so three thousand five hundred is one pound of fat so five pounds that's 17,000 calories, 17 and a half thousand calories, okay? So if you step on the scales and you are five pounds heavier, ask yourself, did I eat 17 and a half thousand calories plus my maintenance between now and the last time I weighed myself? I actually don't think that that is humanly possible to eat 17 and a half thousand calories in the space of a couple of days. Um, So yeah, don't ever panic. If you see these big jumps on the scales, just ask yourself, did I go for tea yesterday? Even if you never overate your calories or even if you did just a little bit, if you went for tea and you had higher carbs, higher salty foods, or you had a bit of alcohol, you might weigh in a little bit heavier. That doesn't mean it's fat, okay? If you step on the scales and you see a big jump, like three pounds, five pounds, and it's happened in a day, you can guarantee yourself, you can reassure yourself, that that is not fat because you would need to overeat your maintenance calories by a lot in order to gain five pounds of fat, okay? She said she didn't let this slip up, get her down. She carried on. She just stuck to her calories. She weighed in daily to track how her weight went and the five pounds was gone by Friday. That five pounds will have been water retention, probably slow digestion. I would have been asking myself, have I been for a poo for the last couple of days? I would have also been asking myself, am I due on my period in the next couple of days? As well as, am I feeling a little bit stressed? Am I struggling with sleep? These are the things that I always ask myself. When I step on the scales, I don't, if it's gone up, I don't think, oh, I'm a fat fuck. Like, uh, that's because I ate that. <laughs> Sorry, that's because I ate that roast yesterday. Um, I don't think that. I just think, 
oh, that roast hasn't left my system yet. Or I think, oh, I'm probably just a little, carrying a little bit of water because it was very salty. Um, oh, I've got sore legs from the gym. I give myself another excuse. I do not tell myself that it's because I over by a slight amount. If you... You, you will only gain a pound of fat if you overeat your maintenance calories by 3,500 calories. So if you have an overeat by 3,500 calories and you see an increase on the scales, you can just blame it on something else because I can guarantee it's to do with sleep, stress, salt, water retention, or your menstrual cycle or sore muscles. It's not going to be because you had an extra chocolate bar or you went over your calories by 500 or you had a roast. It's not that, okay? Um, Megan said that her performance in the gym has increased, improved. She said her sleep quality has been amazing and she's been reading before bed, which thinks she thinks that this has really helped. So this is so good. And I know I never thought that I'd be like recommending to people to go to bed early and read, you know, read more. Um, but it really does have a knock on effect on everything else. If you focus on sleep, if you get better sleep, everything else is better. Your performance in the gym, your adherence to your nutrition, your ability to get your steps in, your ability to manage difficult situations with work or with your kids or with your family. Life is so much fucking easier if you've had a good night's sleep and it might just be something as simple as reading before bed instead of staying in that scroll hall that we do or watching telly. I would avoid using your phone or watching your telly while you are in bed. Bed is for reading and sleeping and other things, but that's it. Not watching telly or fucking at your phone, okay? So I'm glad that you've been reading, Meg. I'm glad that that's been settling your mind and I'm glad that that is helping with your sleep. I'm just gonna have a little bit of a drink because my mouth's very salty. Okay, Nikki, um, this is another really good win. Um, so I I never lost faith when the scales didn't move. I sought out Haley's help, and finally, after a couple of weeks of being stuck, um, I got a two pound loss. I am very happy. She said she scheduled in her workouts to make sure she doesn't skip them, and she even got up as on a Saturday to finish them due to being in the office more days last week. Commitment, Nikki, well done. Um, so basically, Nikki was struggling. Weight hadn't moved for a couple of weeks. So I went through, she reached out to me after listening to the check-in, and I went through her food diary, and we just bas I basically just looked for things that I think could potentially have been going wrong. I asked her to include more things uh, like fruit and veg and make sure that they're all tracked, make sure she was accurate with her sauces, with butter, um, and portions as well. So I just had a little look through the food diary with a fine tooth comb, um, and she's two pounds down, which is amazing. Well done, Nikki. Obviously, paying off. Um, and well done for making the time to get your workouts in because I know that that is difficult when your schedule gets busier to make that time for yourself. But well done, you did it. Lauren said she started the week really positive, getting her steps despite being struck with the flu and not, not doing too well with nutrition. She didn't binge. I hope to God it's not the flu that I had. Um, I'm still struggling with it. I'm on week two now and my chest and my ears are really, really bad. <laughs> um. So, yeah, it's just the gift that keeps on giving this flu. Um, but just just sleep it off. If 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 it is the flu, you will not be able to lift your head off the pillow. Um, and just sleep it off. Just sleep it off. Sleep it off. That's literally all I can say. All I did was sleep and eat tangerines and sweat buckets for a week. Um, and I'm still not quite over it. 
So just take it easy, Lauren. If you do have the flu, it's time to rest. Do not force yourself for walks. Do not force yourself for anything. If you've got a cold, totally different. If you've got a cold, go for walks, eat well. Um, but if you've got the flu, you will not be able to leave the house. It is not the time to be going for walks. It's not the time to be training. Just chill, eat goodness, and just try and recover. Lucy said her biggest win is having a reset. Um, she said she didn't track for a week. She went on a holiday. Um, she fully switched off. She read the book and she feels really de-stressed, which was the main focus for going away. She said she hasn't weighed herself. Um, she ate and drank what she wanted. But the main thing for her is that she reduced her stress. So well done, Lucy. I hope you had a lovely time. It's really good to just take the pressure off sometimes. If you've been working hard for a good couple of months, a little bit of a week of enjoying yourself is not going to do you any harm. And remember, I do always say, you know, there's this thing in between where we are now and working towards our goals, we also have this life to live. Like we also have to enjoy life and we also have to make sure that we are making room guilt-free to eat more, drink more without guilt. Like it's not cheating, it's not off plan, it's not fell off track. It's just you're enjoying a holiday and you're enjoying a bit more food than normal. And that is okay. That's part of life. Yeah. There's no guilt attached to that. Um, Danielle said she had a brunch planned on Saturday. Um, she said she went over her calories slightly on Saturday, but she still got a 12k steps in and she meal prepped for Sunday so that it didn't spill over into the next day. Girls, I am loving that I give advice and you take it on board because you don't understand. So many people listen to these check-ins. So many people get one-on-one -on -one coaching and one-on-one -on -one check-ins from me and do not follow the advice and it's sometimes it's like I'm repeating myself over and over again. And to see someone like Danielle come into the program and within a couple of weeks, she's planning a hangover so that that doesn't spill into um, another day is just amazing. So well done. I love that you've took that advice on board. Um, she said that in the past, that hangover is usually a downfall. So she's literally proven to herself that that doesn't need to be her downfall anymore. She's proven to herself that it can be managed and you can have a night out and you can enjoy your brunch, but you don't need to sabotage yourself for 48 hours afterwards um so well done that's amazing um Rhiannon said she got a walk in every day even just a half an hour around the block block that is absolutely perfect half an hour around the block every day if you do that every day you are going to have a healthy heart um and you're going to be using energy that you would not normally be using so half an hour is not like only just or even just half an hour is really good and it's what you know a really good thing to aim for. So well done, Rhiannon. Happy with that. And Hayley, she said she's been good with her steps the past few weeks, but this week she feels like it's a habit. So it's clicked. So it's like one of those things that you start craving to do. Like, oh, it's that time. Start craving to do it. And that's, it was really difficult for me to get into the habit for walking. And I've got to be honest, the daily walk only became a habit for me in lockdown because I lived in a flat and it was the only um, time that I got to do anything that was like looking I was looking forward to me live workout on Instagram and then going for a walk with the dog and that's when it became a habit and I think it did for a lot of people then um, and even now when you break the habit it's like oh I've got to go for that bloody walk again but when you're out there you love it um, so when it clicks and when it becomes easy, it's such a nice feeling. Um, Haley said that even around busy days, she's prioritizing them. She said her energy is also a big win, and that is not just because her energy is increased by accident. Walking will help 
boost your energy. Um, she's been so productive. She said it's unlike her the week that she's due on. Um, she said it's because she's been much more active and her nutrition has been on point, especially the last week. So yes, if you fuel your body well, so imagine if we a lot of us have got cars, if you put water in your car, would it run? No. If you feed yourself shit food, you will not run well. If you feed yourself good fuel, if you give your car petrol that needs to run on, then it will run well. So you need to give yourself the right fuel, the good fuel, the fuel that it needs. So not just feeding yourself willy-nilly, snacking on shit, not actual shit, but like stuff that is not good for you and that's not going to give you a good amount of energy. That's not going to like you know, make your body run well, then you're not going to run well. If you want to be make the most of your life, if you want to have high energy, if you want to be productive, if you want to get shit done, then fuel yourself with the right food. And then same like with your activity, you will notice when you don't train. So for example, I haven't been able to train for the last two weeks. I felt so low on energy and so lethargic. And it was because I hadn't moved my body when I wasn't able to go for a walk. Um, I did feel like it sucked the energy out of me more, whereas getting out and getting out in fresh air really does help boost your energy. I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. It really, really does. If you are having a difficult day, if you're having a really busy day, if you are so stressed, if you are stuck on something really hard, go outside for 20 minutes, sit back down at your desk, and I bet you, you complete that task. Like, it works. You get more energy. You are much more productive when you are active. Okay, Amazing wins, girls. Thank you very much for them. So we're going to go on to struggles. Sorry, I'm super thirsty today because I've just had salt and pepper chicken, which is like my Monday lunch. But I always regret eating it before doing this because now I'm just like can't stop drinking water. Um, So one person, um, I'm just going to touch on this struggle really quickly because this is something that I do talk about a lot. Someone said, I felt it's gone well, but I'm disheartened with the scales today. This is just a reminder. If you feel like you had a good week, but the scales didn't move in the direction, why are you letting the scales dictate your mood? It. I have said this a hundred million times before. Show up day in, day out. Show up and do the work and the scales will look after themselves. The scales are not as reactive as what you think they are. If you're good for a week, the scales, it doesn't mean the scales are going to go down. They're going to do whatever the fuck they want, depending on what's going on in your body. You know, if you do on your period, if you had a roast dinner or an Italian or a Chinese yesterday, you're not going to be weighing in lighter than the day before. That That is just not going to happen. It's ridiculous for you to even expect that it would because more salt, more water retention, more carbs, more water retention equals the scales not moving. That doesn't mean you haven't stayed in a calorie deficit. It doesn't mean you haven't lost fat. We should be determining how successful our week has been by how much we have shown up for ourselves and whether we have done the work. Did you do your workouts? Did you stay within your calories? Did you do your walks? If the answer is yes, you had a good week, even if the scales tell you otherwise, if you did the work, you had a good week. Do not feel disheartened. They will not go down every week. They will not go down every week. I cannot say that enough. And that doesn't mean it is not working. The reason that people fail is because they let the scales dictate their mood and they let the scales dictate whether or not they think they're doing well. If you show up and you do the work, the scales will look after themselves. You just have to show up. I promise you, if you carry on, 
eventually, in a, in a few days, those scales will go back down. If you are someone who wants to get used to these fluctuations on the scales, weigh yourself every day and just watch how fickle as fuck those scales are. Watch them go up and down and all over the place every single day. It's rare that you're going to step on the scales and they're going to tell you the exact same thing as yesterday. They change all of the time. Don't get disheartened. Don't get down about it. That is not the scales' fault. That's your fault for letting the scales dictate how you feel because they will not go down every time you step on them. That doesn't mean you are not making progress. You show up, you do the work, the scales will look after themselves. Also, take measurements and take photos because they are much better ways at measuring progress than the scales. Um, so you shouldn't just be relying on any we shouldn't just be relying on them anyway. Um, so don't get disheartened by them. That is that is your fault for allowing that to happen because if you show up and do the work, they will move, but it doesn't happen instantaneously, okay? You will not get fit or you will not build muscle from going to the gym for one week, okay? You will not lose fat or lose loads of weight from just going to the gym for one week. You have to be consistent, okay? Things do not happen that quickly. Give it time. And also, tons of things affect the scales, quality of food, stress, sleep, um, your period, whether you've been in the toilet, all of those things affect the scales. So expect them to fluctuate, expect them to be all over the place. That means you're a human being because you wait something different every day. All humans do, okay? Probably other animals do as well, but I've just never tested it. Um, okay, someone else said, I do struggle some days, mainly office days, to hit 10K steps, even when I go out on my lunch. I do get around 7 or 8K though, but it does bother me not hitting the magic number. I have to mention this. Remember, your steps can be averaged out. So if you are struggling to hit, you know, 10K a day, you can do 8K, 7K some days and do 12K, 13K other days, like absolutely fine. Um, It's not about being perfect. 10K is not a magic number. Get it out of your head. It's just a well-rounded target and it's very easy to remember because it's 10K, okay? People like it because it's just easy to remember. It's There's nothing overly scientific about 10K steps. Anything over 7K is really good going. And for someone, especially working an office job, I'm happy with that. Okay, 10K is not the magic number and you don't need to obsess about it and you don't need to think that you've not done very well if you haven't hit it. It is not about being perfect, okay? It's not about being perfect. That is a target. If you aim for 10K, you're more likely to do more than if you aimed for 2K or 3K or didn't aim for anything at all. It's a target. Don't stress about it. It's all fine, okay? Um, Next, um, oh, don't let being perfect frustrate you because it's unhelpful. It'll actually hold you back in the long run, okay? Because you can have an opinion of yourself that you're not doing that well when in fact you're doing fucking amazing to get 7K, 8K when you are working at a desk. A lot of my clients can't even get 7K, 8K. So you are doing well. That is someone who is active. The 10K is just a round number, not magic about it. That extra 2K step really is not making a huge amount of difference. Okay, so... Someone else said, keeping under calories has been my biggest struggle. I've never, I've been very hungry. It's been my time of month. So I'm blaming that. Okay. So I'm not expecting you to stay within your calorie deficit when you are uh, really, really hungry. Take your calories up by 100, 200, maybe even all the way to maintenance. So you can add, you don't need to struggle your way through a diet. If you find it really, really hard to stay within your calories when you are due on, instead of just going off the rails and 
completely fucking off track any tracking and just eating 5,000 calories a day, carry on tracking, but just allow yourself to go over by a couple of hundreds. Just allow yourself that extra wiggle room. It's absolutely fine. If you did that two, three days of the month, every month, you would still lose a pound a week because your metabolism is slightly higher. You can't afford that little bit more, more food. And if it, you're finding it really hard, it's better to allow yourself a couple of hundred more calories than to just literally go, oh, fuck it, I can't do it, so I'm giving up altogether. I'll start again on Monday. That's the mentality that will hold you back, whereas eating a couple of hundreds more here and there is not going to have that big of an impact over the overall month, so you do not need to worry about it. Also, remember, high-protein meals, lots of fruit and veg, lots of water will help with feelings of fullness. I literally snack on fruit non-stop when I'm due on like punnets of grapes, punnets of strawberries. Um, even though I want chocolate, I just want to eat something sweet. Um, and that does really help. Obviously, lots of fiber in fruit. Um, so that will help. And then also stick to structured meals. Loads of people get this crazy hormonal hunger because they start getting lazy. They go, oh, I'm not going to have a breakfast. I'll just wait until lunch. And then this ravenous by lunch and they've three chocolate bars as well as a pizza. And it's just like, well, if you'd have had a structured breakfast, then you wouldn't have been starving. You would have managed and had a healthy lunch. And then so stick to your meals. Um, I know that you're feeling tired and lethargic and low on energy, but don't just get home and eat a bowl of cereal. Get home and eat a proper meal because you're going to end up eating more calories with five bowls of cereal because that doesn't fill you than if you eat a decent plate of food that's got protein, veg, carbs, fats on it. Um, so stick to your structured meals, even if you are due on, because yes, energy is low, yes, motivation is low, and yes, hunger is high, but that's not going to be helped by just snacking on chocolate and cereal, Okay. What is going to help it is solid structured meals. Even if you don't want the tuna wrap, even if you don't want the chicken and rice, just fucking eat it. That's what your body needs. You need the fuel, okay? Um. Oh, sorry. Let me see who. What else we've got here? Um. Okay, so this was a really good one, and I thought it was very insightful. So someone's struggle was they never got their third workout in. She said, "In hindsight, I know now that I need to get all three in during the week as." Life is so busy of a weekend with the kids, it gets pushed to the side. So next week, I'll be doing all three during the week. This is very insightful and very, very good that you've recognized it because this takes a lot of people to, re a lot of people a long time to recognize. And this is something that a lot of people do. And um, they'll like, if I am with my one on one coaching clients, I keep an eye on whether they've missed workouts or not. And I'll get in touch with them and I'll be like, um, you haven't done your workout for today, what's going on? Or you didn't do your workout yesterday, what's going on? And they're like, oh, I'm going to move it to Saturday. Oh, I'm going to move it to Sunday. And a lot of the time they do not get done because life is busy every weekend. Sometimes people do have the time and they can force themselves every weekend. But it's just a lot. most of the time, in my experience, people put stuff off to the weekend. And then when they get to the weekend, it's either too busy or they want to chill and they don't want to do it. So it's really insightful that you've noticed that putting it off to the weekend does not work for you and your life. That's so good. And that you need to realize that you've got to make the commitment to get it done through the week when your days are more structured. If you know your weekends are chaos, do not put your workouts off. Sometimes weekdays are easier because they're a little bit more structured. And like, I also get like really bad, lazy vibes. So of a week, Monday to Friday, I'm like, do, 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 like I'm switched on. I know, like, I know I'm going to be busy. I'm like prepared for it. But when it gets to Saturday morning, I'm like, I'm not moving. Like, honestly, every weekend I'm like, I am not moving. And I, if I put a workout off, 
to the weekend it very rarely gets done I have to be honest it's only yoga that I'll do um and it's like I'm entitled to not do anything of a weekend so I get really really mad at myself when I when I put a workout off for the weekend because I know that's when I re- when I get to it I'm like no but I really want rest I've worked hard all week this is like me two days of rest um so it's learning that about yourself it's learning that actually the last few weeks I've put a workout off to the weekend and I and I haven't done it or I have done it, but I had to really, really force myself. I really wanted to chill. So remember the future you. The future you is also waiting for you in the weekend. Does the weekend you want to be getting up on a Saturday and Sunday morning and doing their workouts? Probably not. They want to chill. They want to socialize. They want to spend time with the kids. They don't want to be spending an hour or an hour and a half out the day to do the workout. So get them done through your, through your weekdays when your days are structured. Set times and set promises to yourself and don't break them. Don't put them off. Don't, because that just means that you putting it on the next day's to-do list. It's less likely to get done. You're already busy, okay? Just assume that any other day of the week that you want to put your workout on to, you're too busy. You are a busy person. We are all busy people. If you put stuff off, you are only making tomorrow busier. You are only making Saturday busier. It's not helpful for the future you. You are only going to regret it. So that's a really insightful thing that you've done there. And I like that. Oh, hello. I like that you um have recognized that and make the promise to yourself that you're going to get them done through the week when your days are more structured. Okay, so this one is so um understandable. I have started at two new jobs this week and it's been a big change for me. Mentally and physically, I have felt drained. I have been I have been overthinking and I am lacking in sleep. So I feel your pain. Um any change in routine, so any of my clients who change jobs, change houses, like move house, have a baby and um, start looking after, you know, a, a parent or dog sitting, like anything random that changes your routine can send you into a bit of a mad flux and send you into a bit of a mad, like, it's like you don't know where, you, whether, where you're going or whether you're coming and going. Like I, whenever I change my hours in the gym or whenever I'm covering for other girls being on holiday, my I'm a little bit up the wall and, you know, it does affect your mentality and it can affect sleep obviously if you're starting two new jobs it's very stressful to learn a new job and to get to know new people and get to know what you need to be doing and where you need to go and stuff like that it can feel very high pressured so just be kind to yourself is my advice it's not force yourself to do everything it's recognize that what you are going through is like a week or two of a change in routine which will always send you a little bit of like in a bit of a flux and it will mean that your sleep is affected and maybe you are a little bit more stressed so this is the time to be kind to yourself and focus on how you can get better sleep um, and how you can settle your mind a little bit give yourself time to adjust when I moved house I didn't go to the gym for two weeks it was just a weird change of routine for me um and like you know when people get new jobs this is common. I might not see them for a couple of weeks. Um, but then once they're settled into the routine, they go again. So one of the things that I would say is don't put too much pressure on yourself to do everything, okay? Don't do everything, but just do some something. What can you do? What small thing can you do for yourself each day? What feels good to do? It might be that sleep is your number one focus. It might be that reducing screen time is your number one focus. It might be that you can... You, you would find it really comforting to have a good routine of food um, 
to to go with your new routine with work. It might be that you want to get outside every day because that is your switch off and de-stress time. Choose one thing that you're going to do for yourself each day. It doesn't have to be everything. You don't have to do all of the things. Just choose one thing and do that really, really well and do the thing that's going to help you feel good. It's going to help you feel better. It's going to help you feel less stressed. What feels good for you to do? So for me, when I'm going through these like difficult patches or things are a little bit off the wall, it's the walk. It's the daily walk that gets me uh, feeling better. That's the thing that de-stresses me. That thing that helps me sleep um, and it helps calm me. It keeps me active. And that's the one thing that I do for myself every day when things are really difficult. Um, you might choose food. You might choose sleep. You might be able to do a couple of the things. Maybe it's just your workout. You can't fit into your routine right now, but your workouts aren't the be all and end all. They are amazing. They're going to shape and sculpt your body. But if you're trying to lose weight, it's the nutrition and the walking and the sleep that are going to have the biggest impact. Okay. So um, when you've had a big change in routine, don't put pressure on yourself to do everything. Just understand that it's normal to lose the plot a little bit and to go into a bit of a flux of not knowing where you're going and what you're doing and feeling extra tired and feeling a little bit low on sleep. Um, that's all really normal and common, but just know that it will adjust. It will settle. You just need to give yourself time. But in that meantime, do something. Just because you can't do everything doesn't mean you should, shouldn't should do anything. Do something for yourself. Do something for your health, okay? And when I say do something for yourself, I don't mean go home, watch Netflix and just be a slob all day, every day because you're tired. I mean, do something good for your health and your well-being. So that is going for a walk. That is eating something good. That is prioritizing sleep. That is doing yoga or meditation or journaling or something productive not just oh, we're not going to do anything because that is productive it's not always rest is productive but like walking is going to make you feel less stressed you're going to feel worse if you have a week of doing nothing and just eating terribly and using it as an excuse that you've got a new job Um, you can do something even if you can't do everything you can do something okay final thing and this takes me right back to the first struggle because it is very similar. Someone said, went overboard when I went out for tea for a birthday celebration. I didn't calorie borrow well enough, so I went over my maintenance calories. My reply to this is, if for the whole of the month or for the last few weeks you've been on it, why does it matter if one day you went over your maintenance calories? In the grand scheme of things, one day is not affecting a whole month. You are not getting results in one day so that you are not losing results in one day. This is so important. Everybody thinks that you can ruin your diet dead easily. Everybody thinks that you only need to have one meal out and you're fucked the whole week. It's not the case, girls. You are all in a 3,500 calorie deficit, okay? If you go to your maintenance calories on one day over the week, that just means that you're in like about a 3,000 calorie deficit instead of a 3,500 Okay, you are not ruining a 3,500 calorie deficit in one meal or because you went out and ate a little bit more than planned. You, it's not that easy to ruin a diet and it's more your reaction and your mentality to thinking you failed that causes you to fail. When in fact, if you just went, oh, well, I ate a bit more than I expected to, but I enjoyed it. I was there for my friend's birthday and I enjoyed it. I'll move on and go back into my calories tomorrow. It's a much better way of looking at it because really it's not going to have a massive impact. That one meal where you went over your maintenance calories is not ruining an entire week of work and it's definitely not ruining an entire month of work, okay? It's one day. Like, it's, it's fine. It is not that easy to ruin your diet. One pound is 3,500 calories, Okay, 
one pound is 3,500 calories. So you'd have to overeat your maintenance by 3,500 for you to gain a pound. You have to undereat your maintenance by 3,500 to lose a pound. Okay, so if you step on the scales and they haven't moved, it's probably something else if you have stayed in your deficit. If you step on the scales and they've gone up, but you've stayed in your deficit, you can be sure that that is not fat. It's probably something else going on. It's not that easy to ruin your diet, okay? I need you to all repeat that to yourselves over and over again. It's not, and that's not an excuse for you to go, oh, it's not that easy. So every single weekend I'm going to eat, you know, 3,000 calories on a Saturday and Sunday. Obviously, we know that that's not helpful. But if you go, if you have a birthday celebration, if you have something going on and you're going out and you ate more than you had planned, so fucking what? Did you have a good time? Did you enjoy yourself with your friends? Did you enjoy your friend's birthday? How many calories did it take you over your maintenance? Did it take you 500 calories over your maintenance? So what? That just means that you are in a two and a half thousand calorie deficit instead of a 3,500 calorie deficit. When you go over your calories, you are not taking yourself out of your deficit. You are just reducing it. There's 3,500 calories extra to play with there. Okay. Um, so, and it's the same goes if you are at maintenance. If you overeat by 3,500 calories, you will gain a pound. But if you overeat by 500 calories, you're not gaining a pound. Okay, you can make up for that elsewhere. That is not an issue. So try not to be so reactive. You never went overboard. You went out for a meal and you enjoyed your bit. You enjoyed birthday celebrations. You went over your maintenance, so it wasn't planned. But there's no guilt attached to it because you have not ruined anything. If you've been on it since the start of the year, if you've been on it for the last four weeks, you are not ruining that in one meal. There's no way. Okay, I cannot stress that enough. It is your reaction to these things that ruins things. It is because. If you'd have gone, or I went over my maintenance, right, I'm going to go home, I'm going to have a bottle of wine and a packet of crisps and a chocolate cake because I've ruined it anyway. That's the shit that holds you back. That's the stuff that causes you to fail. And then that day will spill into today and then tomorrow and then tomorrow. That's the stuff that causes you to fail. It's not the one meal. It's not the going over the maintenance one time in the space of the last few weeks. It's your reaction to that. If you think you failed, your reactions that follow are the things that make you fail, not the fact that you went over a little bit. It is not easy to fail a diet. It is not easy to ruin a diet. It is not as easy as what you think it is, okay? The scales are not as reactive as what you think they are. You need to carry on showing up. And remember, it is your reaction to how things are going that make the biggest difference. If you go over your calories, but then the following day, you just carry on going back to normal, like carry on as you are back into your deficit, there's gonna you're gonna notice no difference of going over your calories on that one day. However, if you go over your calories and then, like I said, go home, have a bottle of wine, have some cake and a pack of crisps because you think, oh well, I fucked it anyway. That's the shit that's gonna hold you back, and then that spills into the next day. That stuff is gonna hold you back because you've that is going into self sabotage. That is falling off the edge of the cliff. That is popping the other three tires when you burst one. Okay, rather than just mending that little pop tire and then carrying on with your journey, it's your reaction. That makes the big difference. It's not the small act of going over your maintenance for one meal in the month or in the week, okay? We need to chill out about this. It's not, you're not going to ruin things that quickly. It's not that easy. Okay, this is a really interesting question. Um, I'm going to have to have another drink. Sorry for all the pauses. So, 
this is the only question that I got this week, which was a surprise because I feel like I've been getting loads of questions lately. Um, so really exciting. This person has said, we are thinking about trying for a baby and I am worried about my weight affecting this. I do have a desire to, to lose weight quicker and I know it's not always the best way, but I wondered if you had any advice would reducing my calories help as I feel mine are pretty high at 1900. Okay, first of all, your calories are not high at 1900. Everybody's calories are specific to them, okay? So if you way more your calorie target is going to be higher than someone so if you weighed 80 kilos your calorie target is going to be higher than someone who weighs 60 kilos okay that just is the way it is because it takes less calories for that person who's 60 kilos to lose weight than it does for a person who's 80 kilos because when you're 80 kilos it takes more energy for your body to run so you're using more calories day to day um, I don't think that going into a really aggressive calorie deficit to lose weight as much as possible, no matter what the goal is, is a good idea. We should always be doing it in a way that is going to promote health and well-being and sustainability. You could take your calories down to 1,500 calories and struggle and starve and put unnecessary stress and pressure on your body and end up um, causing more issues than you need to. The reason we do things slowly is that if you do a really aggressive deficit, it is not good for your hormonal health. It is not good for stress. It is not good for sustainability and longevity. And it's not good for your mental well-being and your mentality and your relationship with food. Okay. We do things in a slow, steady, sustainable way to look after your hormones, to look after your stress, to look after your mindset, to make life worth living. Okay. So I know that you're in a rush and I do understand this. Believe me, I understand. Um, but the 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 going low calorie is not going to help you. It's going to put more stress on your body, which is the last thing you want when you're trying to have a baby. Um, It's going to impact hormones, which again is the last thing that you want. You are better doing things slower and more sustainable and feeling, feeling, being aware of your health, not just weight, being aware of your health. Okay. When you are trying to have a baby, it is not just weight. There are people who are overweight who get pregnant and have healthy children and have healthy pregnancies. It is not about your weight. It is about your health. Okay. What food are you giving your body? Are you just staying within your calories, but literally eating the unhealthiest food that you can get away with within your calories? So like thinking, oh, I can get away with crisps, so I'm going to have it. I'm going to wait, get away with not having that nutritious food, so I'll have it. Or are you thinking, I want to eat the healthiest I possibly can? When you are trying to have a baby, the focus should be health, not just weight loss. You should be eating as much fruit and veg as you could possibly get your hands on. You should be eating a high-protein diet. I would avoid things that are really high in sugar, really high in sweetener. Um, not avoid completely, but I wouldn't be like... It, say like if you're having 1,400 calories and then you've got 500 calories left, I wouldn't be having chocolate. I'd be having fruit. I'd be having something nutritious. Um, so you want to be thinking about health, not just calories. The content of your diet, I cannot stress that enough, matters, especially when you're trying to have a baby because it isn't just weight, okay? It is nutrition. It is the stuff that you're putting into your body. So I would keep your calories exactly how they are. Um, but focus on more healthful foods and don't just like do eat eat as much unhealthy food as you can get away with. Fill those 1900 calories with pure and utter goodness, 
Okay. Think all of the protein, all of the fruit, all of the veg, all of the fiber, get good shit in your body. That's what you need for a healthy pregnancy and for a healthy baby. Okay. Being overweight isn't ideal, but there's a lot of people out there who are over overweight when they got pregnant um, and have had healthy pregnancies. Okay. It's, it's about your internal health and well-being. Um, this specific person individually, I'm not mentioning who it is because all the questions are anonymous. I have actually looked through your food on the app and your tracking is really inconsistent. So if your weight is not moving as much as you want it to, you need to first look at your adherence before you look at dropping calories. Everyone is so quick to look for a new calorie target, a lower calorie target. But if you're not sticking to the current calorie target, if you've got big gaps in your food diary, like this person has on weekends um, and half days attract sometimes, then it's not the it's not the calorie target. It is your adherence to the calorie target. So this individual, um, last week there's gaps. Wednesday, th- Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday are empty. The week just gone. Thursday's only half done. Saturday, Sunday is empty. Monday's only half track so far. So. <coughs> It's not the calorie target that's not working. It's that you're not doing all of the work that you need to do. It's often not the calories, it's your adherence. When I look through food, when I look through people's food diaries on the the app, if I see empty days, empty weekends, it is not even a consideration for me to drop your calories because you are not actually adhering to the current calorie target. And if your weight is not moving, it is not because the calories don't work. It's because you're only putting half the effort in. You can't expect all of the results from half of the effort, okay? So I want to see full seven days tracking and I want to see as much goodness as possible in there. It's not about surviving on as much sugar or as much uh, less like unhealthy food as possible. It's about getting as much good nutrition in as we can. Okay. So when you're trying to have a baby, just a few things about fertility. Um, I, I, I've I've mentioned this before. I'm trying to have a baby. It's a very stressful um journey. It's all really, really difficult to deal with and can be just hearty um, and it is really hard but the goal should be on being the healthiest that you can be and that really does include minimizing stress staying active and fueling your body well so it's not necessarily about weight loss weight loss obviously does help um, but stress staying active and fueling your body well are the things that we want to be focusing on so minimizing stress um, by making sure that you are having downtime, by making sure that you are sleeping. If you are not currently getting your seven hours sleep, your body will be under some amount of stress. If you are in a very aggressive calorie deficit, that is stressful for the body, which is why I never recommend it for people because it's not helpful for women to be in that much of an aggressive calorie deficit. Um, staying active. So we want to look after heart health. We want to go for a walk every day and we want to do our training and also, but, when we're training, it's not hit. We want to be doing strength training and walking, not like high intensity interval exercise all the time. Cause again, stressful on the body and we want to minimize stress and we want to fuel the body well. So we want to make sure we're not having too much sugar. We're not having too many sweeteners. We're not having too many highly processed foods. And instead we are thinking about having a diet that is full of whole foods. So loads of nutritious, high protein, loads of fruit and veg, you know, all of the whole grains that you can get, avocados, nuts, bananas, seeds, apples, like just literally loads of oily fish, as much goodness as you can. 
getting within your calories, not how much sugar can I get away with, how many protein shakes can I have in a day. Um, ideally, I, I don't really often have protein shakes and protein bars because I'm trying to avoid the sweeteners and stuff like that because apparently um, that can have an impact. So things like that aren't a vibe for me. And I was someone who would eat and eat and eat and eat chocolate all day, every day. And I'm cutting that down and just having small amounts and stuff. So it's just making sure that you're not eating too much sugar, that you are managing stress and that you are staying active and fueling your body well. Stress is a really, really big one. Um, so things like meditation, things like um, yoga, things like going for walks, journaling can be really, really helpful. Managing my nervous system has been the main kind of battle um, for me with trying to conceive, if I'm honest. When it comes to supplements, um, omega-3 fish oil, CoQ10, so CoQ enzyme 10, um, they recommend 600 milligrams a day of that. I take about 400 milligrams a day. Um, so omega-3 fish oil, CoQ10, zinc, magnesium glycinate, which is really, really good for lower, lowering cortisol levels, which is the hormone, um, and also is really good for boosting progesterone. So if you are um, trying to have a baby and you struggle with stress, when, we stre when we're stressed, we dump magnesium. So we it's quite helpful to for fertility to supplement with magnesium glycinate. So I'll go through it again. Omega-3 fish oil, CoQ10, magnesium glycinate, zinc. Um, I also take ashwagandha as well, which is very good for the nervous system um, and apparently good for fertility. You're, uh, and then obviously folic acid, which everyone tells you to take whenever you say that you're trying to conceive anyway. You can get multivitamins with all these things in. Zeta West, is a really good brand, very expensive, but it's got everything that you could possibly need within there. Um, I actually get all of the individual ingredients from Amazon just because I know what I'm looking for. Um, but yeah, there's some advice about fertility. Obviously, I'm not successful so far. Um, one day I will be. Um, so, but I have looked into this a lot. It's something that's been going on for a long time for me. Um, so, and I know that it is difficult, and I know that it's stressful, and it is really um overwhelming and hard but thing it does get easier if you talk about it so if this person is struggling or wants to talk or anybody in fact within the community is going through this and wants to talk then I'm all ears open because I've been there um it's been a while for me so I understand how difficult all of this is and I understand the pressure of it all um but all we can do is look after ourselves as much as we can um and stress is the big big one and just good nutrition think good food so it's not just about reducing calories that does increase stress it should be about literally loving yourself to the point where it gets a bit too far like I'm like setting myself baths for downtime and literally giving yourself downtime and really thinking about how you can manage your stress and how you can make sure that you are fueling yourself in the best way possible. Um, those supplements are not like the magic, like the magic fix, um, but they do help. They're, they're all the things that you need for a healthy pregnancy. So omega-3 fish oil, CoQ10, zinc, magnesium glycinate, folic acid, and then I also take ashwagandha as well, which is a herb. I hope that that check-in was helpful. I have to say that was one of my favourites because I spoke about loads of things that I love.
include the facility um, because that is literally my life at the moment. So I hope that that was useful for everyone. If you need anything else from me, girls, you know where I am. As always, send me a message in the group chat if you want any like one-on-one support. So on the back of this, if you've got questions about you specifically, send me a message. You know that I'm always here to help. And if you are not currently a member of the Confidence Club and you want to be, then send me a DM on Instagram. It's Haley Bell PT, and I will um, be happy to help you and share more information about what we do in this amazing community. Thank you very much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye, girls.